0: Welcome to more about Officership, an open and honest discussion about Officership in Australia. As we move towards One Australia Territory, host, Captain Matt Reid, is joined by Officers from across the country to discuss the challenges and rewards of being an Officer today. Well, welcome to another episode of the Candidates Podcast, good to have you company. We have two very special guests. We always have special guests uh, today joining us, two residential cadets at the college, part of the Messengers of the Kingdom session, and that is Lisa and Andrew Johnson. So, welcome to both of you. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you, Now, Lisa, we're going to start with you. Tell us a little bit about yourself, the good stuff.
1: The good stuff. Yeah. Uh, Well, I was born and bred in Brisbane, so I there all my life. and That's it. That's about it.
2: Okay, good. What about you, Andrew? I was born in uh, Wollongong in New South Wales, so I am a uh, blue supporter when it comes to the state of origin. The what? Oh, sorry, that we've got to talk about the good stuff, haven't we? <laughs> uh, no, yeah, so no, i born in Wollongong, moved to Queensland when I was three. Yep. And uh, moved to Brisbane when I was 17. Okay. And um, moved down here at the start of the year. Now, you guys are married, obviously.
0: You have two children,
2: Daniel and
0: Charlotte. Yes. Or as Charlotte likes to say, Charlotte. Yes. Whatever, um, <laughs> You guys met in Brisbane at the core sort of thing, is that how?
1: Yep. So we met. I was 18 at the time and I had just come home from a mission trip. And Where was uh, the mission trip to? Thailand mm-hmm. with teen missions and uh, there was a new guy at church and oh, yeah. that's kind of where mm-hmm. it went we, from there. New kid on
0: the block. We all know how that ends. <laughs> <laughs> Ended well for me. Okay. All right. Now you talk about a little bit, of, maybe Andrew, about
2: stuff that you did at the core. You're involved at North Brisbane Corps? Yeah, the North Brisbane Corps in the Brisbane North of Brisbane, and well, um, ironically, yes, I fancy that <laughs> down in the south. <laughs> yeah, no, um, I was involved in the uh, in the music ministry uh, quite a lot. So I was yep. one of the worship leaders there. Um, yes. So um, yeah, I played saying lead um, there for probably a good ten years or so. Um, yes. So that was a great part of me. I got to. Um, Got to lead under some great people there as well, and and learn a lot about uh, music ministry and, and and worship as well, and um and being in a great team environment like there as well. So were
0: you on staff there or were you were a, a volunteer?
2: No, I was a volunteer. Okay, yeah. yeah. So
0: what do you th- what do you think about music ministry then as a rule?
2: Um, it's, it's a great thing to be a part of. Um, it is it is something that is very rewarding uh, for people who can get involved. And I think the thing that I learned is that you don't have to be some crazy, awesome musician to, to be involved. Yeah. Um, it's actually where your heart is at and actually if you're willing to um, to be involved and to participate in any way, um, that's still good enough, um, which was the bigger thing I have learned for myself over the years. Yep. Okay. What about you, Lisa? What were you
0: involved in at the core?
1: Uh, I was involved in youth ministry for a very, very long time. Probably from when I finished school, with a little well, break in the little. How old are you now? I'm 30. Well, it's not that long. Uh, well, that's like 12 years. We well, don't do it anymore. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> um, and I also did prep to Year Two Sunday School once a month, so I led that. Okay. And that was pretty great. Mm-hmm. But youth was probably more where my heart was. Mm. So.
0: And you went to the War College at some stage. Talk about that. Yes. Because there's another cadet here who went to the War College.
1: Shout out to Sally.
0: Sally. Who actually it does eat all the biscuits in the, uh, <laughs> the dining area. They salad. are pretty young though. I know. is she
1: gluten free now anyway? Move on, move on.
0: <laughs> um
1: um, yeah, I went War to College. the War College in 2006. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was 18 when I went and uh, for those who don't know, it's in Vancouver in Canada under Stephen and Court and Danielle Strickland at the what, time.
0: Why when you're 18 did you go there? What, what's that about? Like do you obviously finish high school? Mm-hmm. So always thinking ministry, ministry or just needed to do something else?
1: No, I wasn't thinking ministry. Uh Felt the call from God, I guess, and my friend Narelle, who had gone previously, encouraged me to pray about it and, yeah, it was just something new to do and a new experience, a very challenging experience. So
0: Okay. And is that when you met him?
1: I met him before I went to War College. So... Uh, Further probably. apart,
0: the fond of the heart. Is that how it <laughs> Pretty
1: much. <laughs> <laughs> we had been friends for like nine months before I went to War College. So we weren't dating when I went to War College.
0: Okay. So you didn't have to worry about that? Well, well
1: he liked me.
0: No. Yeah, it's true. Oh, that's cute. He
1: had a big crush on me. I did like him like that.
0: All right. Yeah, you guys are, are sports nuts too. So you like motorsport, V8s? Mm. Oh, I love no. motorsport. No? Let's get I that. hate motorsport. I love motorsport. You love motorsport? She thinks it's boring. Okay. And you love netball? Love netball. Which we all think is boring. So let that's <laughs> go. And you uh, played netball. I'll bat for her. Netball's pretty good, mate. All right. Okay. Well, <laughs> pick a team and start it, all right? So you, you're you in Brisbane. You've got some experience. You're at the core, but you also have to work. So you worked for the family business. You were talking about that before. Little Yes. Bit. Yeah. So I
1: worked for the family business pretty much from like when I was 12, you know, just yeah. kind of got shoved in child yeah. labour. School holidays. <laughs> yeah, school holidays. Um, yeah, so we make security screens and blinds and I pretty much did everything there. So I did a bit of office work, bit of factory work, a bit of fitting, yep. pretty much ran the place. And
2: then you,
0: you worked there too. So when you both came to college, you ha- were both employed in the family
2: business. Yes. Yeah. So I, um, about three years before we uh, came to college, I started working there. So um, they needed a um, someone to come along and give a hand and um, I'm a cabinet maker by trade. Uh, and so I had some trade experience, um, brought that across and um, ended up being their site fitter for about two years. So uh, traveling all over southeast Queensland and uh, fitting these security screens and blinds and Uh, It was a a very good job actually, so. Yeah, okay. um,
0: Cool. Hard to leave? So you didn't just, when you came to college, we'll talk about this in a second, but you didn't just leave work, you kind of left family as well, all in the one
1: package. Yeah. What's that like? Apologies to my parents for um, leaving them.
0: (laughs) They might be fine with it, by the way.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, It was really hard at the start to leave family. Obviously... I'd been in Brisbane all my life, so I didn't know anything else other than one year in Vancouver. So that was really hard. It wasn't so hard to leave work because I felt like I'd outgrown work and was ready to move on to something more. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it was really hard to leave because all of our family's in Brisbane, like everyone, so. Okay.
2: well, And Andrew, same struggle, leaving family? Um, yeah, leaving family was was is a bit hard. Um, I've got two brothers up there with with their wives and their kids. So um, for us, um, we are all here by ourselves. There's all rest our, of our family is back in Brisbane. Yeah. Um, so it's um, it's taken a bit of a bit of getting used to, um, but we know that that comes with the territory of signing up for something like this.
0: Well, I, w- I want to talk about that because there are lots of different ways to train to be officers and obviously being in the north of Brisbane and working there, family there, networks there, everything's there. We're now sitting at the college on a beautiful sunny day <laughs> uh, in the middle of, uh, well, anyway.
2: For the moment. It's, it's not hot. It'll probably start raining <laughs> and in 20 so minutes. So you move
0: down here with your family and then... Um, So I guess my question is, and I guess for people who are listening to the podcast, Exploring Ministry, why did you choose this option when really there are other options?
1: We felt it was the right decision for us. We needed a clean – we felt like we needed a clean break from work and from ministry in Brisbane and not a break from family, so to speak, but just didn't want to be – I'd been in the family business, you know, for a long time, so – we felt like we just needed that clear break away, and we thought we didn't think non-residential was for us because we really wanted to get the full training here and the full residential treatment, so to speak. So I, I, the works, yeah,
2: yeah. The the definitely um, we did have to make that clean break. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think for us, and I think for us, we we thought if we're going to do this, um, for us it was kind of we had to go all in or we couldn't just do kind of half a bit up there and uh, it was just going to be too difficult for us. And so um, certainly for us making the the clean break away from, from work and, you know, as much as family's hard, I think um, being down here for five months now, um, it's been the best thing for us.
0: So what have you learned about yourselves in the move in the last five months? Because I guess it starts earlier that when you start preparing to move, like your mind... You get accepted for training. And with, you know, months out, you start, your head sh- starts to shift a bit. Then it comes time to pack up all the stuff, get all the stuff down here, come down here. What have you learned about yourselves in the in the transaction?
1: Yeah, I guess I felt like I outgrew Brisbane probably six months before we came. So I felt like ministry was coming to an end, work was coming to an end. And it was a really hard six months. So it was kind of that wrestle that I was sad to leave family, but ready for something new. And I guess I've learned that you know this is this is the sacrifice of the calling on our lives and we as a family unit are stronger now because there's just four of us and we've learned that God supplies everything we mm. have ever needed and yep. will need and we miss our family but we we don't yeah, we we don't go without. So you know where to speak. they are. If you yeah, need
0: them.
2: we know where they lots are. Lots of phone calls, lots of FaceTime with the Face kids. FaceTime, yeah, FaceTime's a great thing. Okay. what about you, Andrew? What did you learn? Uh, the biggest thing I've probably learned is just, just really that, you know, we know it's such a cliche thing, but God does provide. Like He just gives you everything that you need. Um, certainly for me, coming down here, being being a tradesman and really not having much study experience um, to come down here and get thrown into, you know. Essays and book reviews and things <laughs> like that. Um, preaching. It, yeah, yeah, preaching as well. Um, but a lot of that study stuff, which is away from the hands-on work, um, has taken some adjustment for me. Um, but when you start to see, you know, results coming through and um, seeing how much you've grown and, yeah. and and you've been able to put that all on to God and He's just actually carried you through. He's yeah, actually, so this,
0: this is actually a bit of a theme for me because... I, I recognise that people study differently and learn differently. Yeah. So you, are a tradesman, nothing wrong with that, by the way, And <laughs> but you just learn differently. You're on the job, you do all that sort of stuff. Yeah, very what, much what so. Did, what have you learned about the study stuff? Like I know this is a very practical question for people exploring ministry, but did you, at any point did you think, actually, I, I can't do this? What do you um, think, or were you certain, actually, I'm called to this, I know I'm going to be Okay.
2: I think for me, it's it's kind of been a bit of both, actually, because I know I've had to really try and rest on the calling that this is what God wants me to do. Um, and as much as within myself, I can actually doubt my capabilities and doubt what I can actually do because I haven't gone to uni before or know um, yeah, done a book review in 15 years since I finished high school. <laughs> um, but is actually coming here and saying, well. Um, just putting your best foot forward yeah. and just saying, okay, right, well, I'm here, I'm, I've, I've traveled 1,800 kilometers away from my family. Um, I'm going to give it a red hot crack. Um, and so for me, it's just coming down here and just do, what, do the best that I can. Um, rely on God to give you the understanding to open up your mind um, because it is a daunting thing when you're sitting here. I remember sitting here the day before our first class and um, – I was was flipping out. I'm just like, I I don't know what I'm doing here. I don't know how I'm actually going to do this. Um, But when you actually step into that calling and you actually step into, okay, this isn't probably going to be the, you know, the most natural thing for me. Um, But you step into that. You step into that weakness with God and he actually provides. That's what I said before. He does provide everything you need. And, And
0: it doesn't need to be any more than that, does it? No. It's just an assurance of that. What about you, Lisa? you like study?
1: No. Okay. I don't really like study very much. But I had had some uni experience, so I started my degree in nursing back in 2013.
0: Oh. Ah, so – Prime the line? Is that what they do when they put the injection or something? Anyway. Oh, I
1: didn't get to injection. How long did you do it for? Um, I was there for two years and I finished half my degree, exactly okay. half.
0: So. Right. So challenging – to come back into this space, or you kind of picked it up
1: um, quite easily. It's been a challenge, not going to lie. I think the difference is that nursing's very black and white. Like you can't argue that the heart's somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> like you can argue theology until you know until the sun goes. There's down. so much to say
0: in that comment, but yes, you're <laughs> right. Well, it is true because if we're talking about some, I guess perceptions about something, or what what is, you know what does God lead us to think about certain things. And if you, the more I might think one thing, and I could, it wouldn't take long to come up with something where the three of us would all think differently yep. about mm. the same thing. Yeah. So, are you, are you quiet in class? No. <laughs> oh, no. This is a complete shock and surprise to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, better out than in, I suppose. I'm a
1: little bit opinionated, and um,
0: mm.
1: I. Yeah. I really struggle in the grey area, so I really like things black and white. So, yeah. in order to be okay in the grey, I need to ask questions. May not get answered, but still you got to wade into the them. grey. You
0: yeah. sort of just have to go slowly. What about you? Do you know everything?
2: No. Are you <laughs> black and white? A bit of grey. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm actually quite okay being in the grey. Okay. Uh, it's it's been. I think for me coming down here is is—is I had to learn that if I thought I'm going to come in here and think I've got everything all in my box, um, I learned very quickly that we've got people around here who will be able to smash your box open very, very quickly about what you believe. And um and and I know that's a challenge for some people, particularly people, people like Lisa. But for me in particular, I was okay in being in grey and having questions about beliefs and, and things like that. What's
0: the one thing that has challenge you the most in terms of theologically that you didn't think was going to challenge you? Is there something you think, oh, no, 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 that's not right. That's not what I've been led to believe or that's what I believe or has there been one thing? Question without notice.
1: Oh, man. I think just reading the Bible, I've been a Christian for about 15 years so I've always just read the Bible for what it is Mm -hmm. and... I think even in class, learning that, you know, the Gospels were written so much later than I thought and stuff like that, just learning that you, you can't always just take it at face value and you can't take a Bible verse just, you know, for your benefit. There's actually so much history and cultural context surrounding it. So it's totally changed the way that I think about reading the Bible now because I'm like, oh, like, do I actually understand this passage for what it's supposed to be?
0: Yeah. So. Well, it's good to think, but you don't want to overthink.
1: No,
0: that's mm. right. There's a bit of Matt Wisdom for you, <laughs> which there's not much of it. So <laughs> what you got is all you're getting. Um, What about people that have influenced you growing up in terms of uh, helping to shape you? Because I know that there are. There's, I mean, there's obviously the core stuff and sometimes it's core officers, sometimes it's other people that impact us deeply and friends and stuff. But those people that I, – I, there's a reason why I'm asking this question. is because I think everyone should have people that help shape them. And I'm just curious for you guys, do you have people that have helped shape you and not every area of your life because I don't think you just have one mentor and they, they do everything for you. But you have lots of people. But is there people that you would recognise that have shaped a particular part of your life um, that has been really helpful forming you into um, the people that you are today
2: yeah, definitely. I think um for me, I can actually think of two people at the top of my head is um one was um a great guy I know up in brisbane he's a pastor of a, of a Baptist church mm-hmm. up there, which um he was my um, one of my pastors when I was a teenager growing up and he was at a really critical moment in my life, just you know as a young teenage guy growing up in the church um he was a great influence there and, and we've been able to see it soon. Meet up with him in Brisbane as well, and to chat and to talk about experience, about going to um you know going to Bible College and and things like that. Um, he was a great um person for me just to be there, just to um, just to sort of be there as another guy to help along the way. Um, so he's been one. Um, and the other one would be uh, my local officer, uh, Craig Todd, up in um, Brisbane. Um, Toddy was just a he, he's a he's probably quite similar to me in that he's. Yeah, you know, he was a tradie, and uh, we we think we think quite you know, um quite the same and like
0: practical sort of things. Yeah, mean?
2: yeah, very practical guy, but also just um just how he goes about ministry, uh, running the church, and just uh, he's just a very relatable guy, and just um always thinking about what's next and not just being stuck in the here and now, which is um something that. Uh, I don't like to be, in, or I still like to think. Okay, what can I do next, and um, what, what's next for for ministry and things like mm-hmm. that? And so, to have someone of the similar mind and similar thinking to bounce ideas off and to mm-hmm. um, to me- to mentor me as well um, was really really important for me. I think for me, leading into something like training college as well. So, mm-hmm. um, those two guys in particular were certainly good, big influences. Yep, it would be useful.
1: Yeah, I've probably got two people that I can think of. Uh, First would be my friend Kerry Rule. Shout out to Kerry because I know she'll listen to this. Rule the world. Uh, Yeah, she does rule the world. Um, She was my mentor through my teenage years, uh, has been friends with me since I became a Christian Mm -hmm. and just really saw me through my awkward teenage years and encouraged me and continued to help me find God in new ways um, as a teenager and even into my early adulthood. She's just been a constant friend. Uh, And the other one would probably be Yvette Walters. Uh, I lost my brother to suicide seven years ago and I was in a really deep pit of grief. Uh, And about three and a half years ago, she, like we had met, we were acquaintances, but she kind of met me in my pit of grief and has just challenged me and loved me and encouraged me out of there and I wouldn't be the person I am today without her constant encouragement and love and support and challenge and pushing me to Mm. be everything God wants me to be. So,
0: Can I ask you about the pit?
1: Sure. You can ask me about the pit.
0: What was the pit? What was it like? It
1: was dark. I think... I think losing to some, someone to suicide is really hard. Uh, there's a lot of unanswered questions and I know that they still, you know, can haunt some of my family members today. Uh, and I think at the time I felt so hurt and so lost that I just didn't want to be hurt anymore. So I built up this brick wall mm. that kept everyone else and, you know, not even the people I loved could get close to me for a good few years and it was a pretty dark place. I I wouldn't say I lost my faith in God but I certainly didn't have a close relationship with him for a few years there. So
0: so what did Yvette speak into your life that helped you? Do you remember?
1: <sighs> she randomly came to church one Sunday. <laughs> she was living in Yapoon at the time and... Uh, Her brother was preaching at our core that week and uh, she met me at the mercy seat and just, she just spoke a word into my life about how I was trying to put myself into this box but um, I was trying to take things out, like who I was out of this box and just trying to fit in around it and she just said to me like, Anything you need, I'll be there. And the fact that I could message her and talk to her about anything and she'd just come back with love and grace was the biggest thing for me. And
0: and the first time you met her was at the mercy seat?
1: That wasn't the very first time. We had met when I think I was about 17 or 18 when we first met. So we knew each other. We were Facebook friends. Oh, well. So,
0: I didn't realise you were that you
1: close. Know, <laughs> I know, right? So close. <laughs> <laughs> so I think... And she just really pushed me to connect with God again. That was the biggest thing. And that was really hard because I hadn't felt God in a few years. So, yeah, she just gave me love and grace that I so desperately needed at that time. Mm.
0: That's a good example of of ministry that we turn people towards God, mm. not away from God and probably two steps forward, three steps back sometimes. Absolutely. Yeah. That's good. What about now
2: you're at college? Do you love it? I I I probably secretly do. Um, <laughs> secret. <laughs> secretly secret it's not so secret now. Um look look for me, as I said, um, with my history of you know, of actually not having a history and study, mm-hmm. um, it's it's quite surprising for me to say that I actually do enjoy it, but I actually really do because it's it's a challenging environment where um, you're pushed and you're prodded and you're, you you kind of get th- thrown all over the place, not literally, um, but just in regards to your challenge to grow, your challenge to to be a better person, um, but also you, you're on this road to something that's greater that God has actually called us to. Um, and... It's the whole thing of okay, what what is next, and uh, and looking at to that something greater, which I'm actually really enjoying being a part of. Um, so like I enjoy going to the classes, I enjoy uh, doing the study, even though it can be tough sometimes. It can be really hard, and um, sometimes I have absolutely no idea what I'm doing. Um, yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, I'm only
0: laughing because I can have I actually have vivid memories of sitting in. Class at college, thinking, I wonder if I'm the only person who's got a clue what's going on. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, trust me, there are some days when they pull out lines like eschatology and, and things like that I'm going like, what the yeah. heck are you going on about? Well, a
0: lot of those things you already know, but there's just a fancier word for
2: it. Pretty much. Yep. Um, so, but, look, as for me, like, I do enjoy the college experience because it is it is making me a better person. It's making me to love God more and to trust in Him more. Yeah. Um, cool. And... As as much it is really hard. Like it is it is tough and it's kind of like I'm in that little balance between of being happy but also juggling with the challenges yep. that come with it. What what about Lisa can I
0: ask you about having kids at college? Yeah. What's that like? Well, obviously love your kids.
1: Love kids. Love my kids. Um It's a challenge. Uh, trying to get all the study done and you know, write sermons in the middle of it and just trying to get everything done. It's a really tough balance. Yep. Um, but they've settled in really well, I think, which really helped us. Are they loving this weather? I don't think so. Danielle's okay. definitely not. I think she's a bit more of a summer girl, so probably not loving the weather.
0: Mm. All right. Well, that's good. I mean, because a lot of people, you know, people think about ministry, have kids and oh, I was too hard with kids. It's not too hard with kids. So it works. They yeah,
1: it's a balance. But and there would you have been let's there's, be there's
0: probably days where you think, "Get the suitcases, we're going home." Am I? No.
1: <laughs> well, we haven't booked our return ticket home from Brisbane <laughs> yet in July, so.
2: <laughs> I, think, yeah, I think the I think the thing to add on to that is that the environment here at college is actually very family friendly. Yeah. It's um they, the staff get that studying with kids studying with kids is actually quite hard. It, it is a challenge. Um, and so they know that and so they're willing to, um, they ask as to how your kids are going, they ask as to how you're coping with it all. Um, well, the
0: thing is that it's about helping people through it. It's not trying to make it difficult or put obstacles in place. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. I, I just want to finish. You guys have been doing um, Kingston Gardens, which yes. is a core in eastern Victoria, as your placement. Talk, yeah. talk about what it's like to go to a completely different core from north Brisbane which you've been at all your life and, I mean, you were a Baptist for a bit but that's okay. Um, and then you come to, to Melbourne and you go to Kingston Garden, Gardens. What's that like? Um, the, f-
1: the feel of Kingston Gardens is similar. The meeting runs similar to NBC, um, which is north Brisbane. But uh, the people are so different there and it was a bit of an adjustment but I personally love going to Kingston Gardens. I think it's a challenging uh, placement you have to. You have so many different peoples there. It's a mixed bag, basically. So I
0: think every call's a mixed bag. Okay.
1: <laughs> well, this one is really mixed bag, mm. and um, there are quite a few people there with special needs, and I think it's really opened up my eyes to, you know, not just the normal white suburban church, if that makes sense, and just challenging that you know these people are created in god's image and they have capacity to love and they are they're incredibly encouraging and incredibly gracious and i don't feel like um they judge us because we're you know cadets or anything like that but it's just a yeah the people there are just really special and i have a lot of love for them good
2: yeah, look, it's it's um it's been really good to go to Kingston Gardens. I think it's been a, a very good call for us to go to, coming from um, a place of North Brisbane where it's very uh, very contemporary. Um, it's you know there's no brass bands or songsters or anything like that. Um, so to go to a place of like Kingston Gardens where um, it's a similar kind of feel is um has been good. But with that has also been the challenges of. Um, I can't particularly for me as a worship leader I can't just go pick up what I did at North Brisbane and just simply put it in down at Kings of the Gardens it just doesn't work like it's that context It mm. is very much a context and so for me it's actually really helped um, you know, my leadership and actually how, how do I actually how do I actually reach this congregation for where they're at um, when it when it comes to worship leading but also preaching as well in that um, what do these people actually need to? here right now? What do they actually need to um, to have in worship right now? Um, and so it actually makes me as a leader grow and to think about, well, why do I actually do things? Um, but also what can I do for them here and now? Yeah, good.
0: Uh, any other questions, comments before we close?
1: Are you ever going to shave your beard, Matt? <laughs> no.
0: No. (laughs) Next question. (laughs) All right, well, thanks very much for joining us. If you want to leave any questions or comments on the Facebook page, you can. Don't forget to subscribe uh, to the iTunes account, which is more about officership. And uh, like I said, questions, comments, leave them there. And uh, forward it on. Share it on Facebook. Um, Let's have a, you know, keep the conversation going. Uh, Andrew, Lisa, thanks very much for joining us. You're welcome. uh, Catch you next week. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for joining us for more about officership. You can join the conversation at facebook.com forward slash SA Candidates Australia. If you want to explore officership further, please speak to your local Corps officer or Candidate Secretary. The Salvation Army needs more leaders. Is God asking for more of you?